0: Now, I'd like to just point out that this may be the only church I know of where if you get a video from the pastor's office featured prominently in the background is a model of a fighter from Star Wars <laughs> and a white moose head. <laughs> so, you know, we got that going for us. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's pray real quick. God, this morning, I thank you for a chance to come together and to, uh, to look into your word, continue to read through the book of John and have... Your word read through us. Just give us wisdom this morning. We pray uh, in your name, Amen. So uh, we we left off, and I'm you know I'm I'm skipping forward. He asked me if I could do this, and I said yes. But like the the rider attached to my agreement is I get to do what I want to. Um, I mean, like not you know within reason, but you know if I just look at and I got something I like in John, I'd be like you know uh, I could stay where you are, but no. Nah. Uh, I'm not skipping ahead far, but I'm going to take the uh, very first part um, of, of John 11. So I want to go through some of that with you just to kind of lay groundwork. So Jesus, as Jesus tended to do uh, anytime he was around Judea and Jerusalem, he said some things that some Jewish religious leaders thought some way about. And, uh, and, and generally speaking, also was his tradition. They would ask him questions, and he would not give them a straight answer, which they found was infuriating. Um, I've, I try to model that when I'm dealing with my students. They ask simple questions, and I ask them complex questions in return. I say it's the Socratic method. What it actually is is my way of entertaining myself. Um, but Jesus does this all the time and so they would ask him like really simple questions like are you the christ and and there are other parts in the scripture where like people have asked him the same question he was capable of a direct answer like peter you know the, the answer was like oh very good i'm glad that you figured this thing out um and not that peter had figured it out at that point but he got that one question right and that counts for something yeah. uh and and so jesus would give you know these roundabout answers of you know hey essentially boils down to you you said it not me Uh, And and then the Jewish religious leaders would get mad. So mad, in fact, that they thought the right thing to do uh, was to pick up rocks and to throw them at Jesus until Jesus quit breathing. And so Jesus and the disciples decided that maybe that wasn't the place for them to be at the moment. So they left. Okay. And then uh, so we'll pick up in uh, in John 11. I'll just kind of read through uh, the first chunk of it, what we're going to deal with today, and then kind of come back and attack it uh, a piece at a time. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he was meant taking rest and sleep. And then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe." But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin. Thomas called the twin said to his fellow disciples, "Let's go. Uh, let us also go that we may die with him." All right. So let's kind of pick this up. So there are a couple of parts in this that I just think are beautifully strange. And, and the thing I want to talk about a little bit um, this morning is perspective uh, or our lack of it and, and the way it can distort uh, our view of God. This is the second week in row, and I can really just Sympathize with Keith last week because this thing is 17 levels of infuriating i'm getting that out of the way but i'm not saying it again but it needs to be said it needs to be called out on its inconvenience so uh let's just kind of take it a, a bit at a time I, I love this this stuff and uh martha if you don't know the story martha is the lady who jesus was at their house one day and and she comes in the disciples are there she has this ointment that's worth like an obscene amount of money i can't remember exactly what it is but it's like you know at least hundreds probably thousands of dollars and she just takes the bottle and like dumps it out on his feet and starts rubbing his feet with her hair which is kind of weird but but like all the disciples were like hey, whoa, whoa, whoa 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 that's worth a lot of money like we could have sold that and done some stuff and bought some food or whatever and jesus said no nah, she gets it all right like i'm not going to be here forever and savoring the time that you have with me is is good. Like what she's done is a good thing. Y'all have missed the boat here. And so Martha uh, is this person who like her her love and devotion for Jesus is is really really clear. If if somebody visits your house and you take you know a, you know thousands of dollars worth of anything and and spend it on their visit, clearly this is a person you feel some kind of way about, right? Like this is they've got some devotion. So. You know, Jesus loves him in return. He's the the Bible's really clear on that. She so sends message to him, uh, and, and so all this stuff is actually pretty close together. So where Jesus had gone is kind of over a small set of mountains and kinda of on the other side of the Jordan. I mean, it seems like that's a long way away, but I mean, as the crow flies, these are distances all within ten miles. But I mean, like you're walking through desert. So it, it's kinda of all in the neighborhood. Um, so if we, if we break it down to valley language, which I think we're all capable of understanding, you know, if Judea is West Point, uh, Jesus has really just gone to like Fairfax or something, right? So like it's, it's on the other side of the interstate, not the Jordan, but, you know, we're kind of in the same. That's the distances we're talking about. And the, the mountains, you know, uh, anyway, it's not a perfect picture, but we're not, it's, the distances are pretty, pretty close. But most importantly to the disciples, if you're in Fairfax, I can't hit you with a rock from here. All right, so that was, the, that was one of the main uh, points that they were there. And so he gets this word uh, to come back. And Bethany is right next to kind of Jerusalem where they had been. Bethany is kind of on the hills overlooking it. So, it, you know, you're, you're dealing with much closer. If Jesus is there, the Jewish religious leaders find out they might be in a spot of trouble. And so it's an inconvenient placement. But Lazarus is there, and he gets word from Martha saying, go, go. Um, the one whom you love is ill, and think about that phrase there—that that was enough to signify. Is we don't get a lot of pictures of who Lazarus was to Jesus, but like if if I got a, a text message from a random number, which would be odd, uh, that just said, "Hey, the one you love is sick." All right, well, that's probably strange. I'm going to probably discount that anyway. I may make a phone call and check in on people. But there's really only about four people in this world that I would automatically associate with that phrase. They all live in my house, right? Like, even other members of my family, and they say, the one you love, man, you're going to have to narrow that down, right? Like, what level are we talking about? I'm really only talking about just that core bit, but Jesus absolutely knew who they were talking about. Uh, And so Martha sends this word, the one you love... Is sick. And Jesus automatically, I mean, he knew, he knows everything, but he knew who they were talking about. Like, it made sense to Martha to just refer to Lazarus that way. I mean, clearly, this is somebody uh, that Jesus loves. And said, um, Jesus said, the illness does not lead to death. It's for the glory of God. And the, the, one of the most puzzling verses in the whole, I don't maybe book of John for me is, uh, or set of verses is five and six. Uh, now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So, when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. All right. So let's let's talk about healing here. All right. So I'm an ER doctor. I'm not, but if I was, which would be frightening, if I'm an ER doctor and you come in and you're bleeding out, like it's it's a time-sensitive injury, man. It's not like a I broke my bone. I'm hurting. Giving this is like you know if this is unaddressed, you're dead. And I say, I really care about my patients. So I'm going to go get some coffee. (laughs) Right? Like that's, and that's not like, it's not Jesus wasn't just like taking a break over there on the other side of the river, but they say, like, Jesus really loved Lazarus. So he took a couple days and really didn't do anything about it. Like this illness that's going to kill him. It's like, "I, I need you to heal me. We know that you can do this, we've seen you do it to other people. Come and help out, and Jesus said, "I'm so glad you sent for me. I love all of you. I'll be with you." Yeah, it's later on this week, and Jesus does nothing, and he kind of he, he stays around and, and waits a while, and before he even hears word that Lazarus uh, has died, his his disciples um, come back to him and and, and uh, or he goes to his disciples and he says, "You know, uh, we need to head over to Bethany. We need to go." check in with this thing uh because lazarus has fallen asleep and has to explain to him i'm not talking about falling asleep like you know he's pushing up daisies he bought the farm he kicked the bucket you know like he just yeah this is there any number of things and so jesus is is this amazing how does this make sense right like if you love him why didn't you go right like you're you're seven miles away, right? So you hear if I'm if if I'm a doctor and I have the cure and I'm in Fairfax and I hear that somebody I love is sick in West Point, I mean I just start hoofing it, right? I'll be over there in a couple hours, right? It's not that big of a deal, but Jesus doesn't do that. He sticks around for a couple of days. How is that love, right? That that it, that's a very difficult, you know. How do you what do they say? Square that circle, right? That those two things don't seem. To go together, that's not the way that you treat somebody you love, and, and I think we do have a little bit of problem with this. The only way that that can work out is that we see the situation differently than Jesus does. Okay. See, because because Jesus operates, you know, he's God. All right, now, that's a big truth. All right, he's God. He operates outside of of time. Okay. Right, like this is. Like, we are bound by it, and we can't get away from that, and it eats at us. And when you're in, like, if you've ever been in that situation where, like, it's a crisis, like, you ever, like, text somebody and you need an answer right away, and, like, you're just kind of staring for that reply, and the dots aren't showing up, or, like, the dots show up, and then they go away, and you still don't have an answer? It's not, like, high drama, but I'll tell you when this happens for me, like, I'm at the grocery store, and actually sent me to get a, p- a particular thing, and I forgot what it was, so I ask a question, but I don't want to be at the grocery store, so I'm in the checkout line, and I got something, but I don't know if it's the right thing. Yeah? No? Just me? But, like, like it's, that's not really that big of a deal, but, like, we're bound up in time, right? Like, that, there's only 24 hours uh, in the day, and, and, and you just, like, every time, every moment that I use doing something else is a moment I can't use in another way, like your every moment is an opportunity cost for you, and so we're always bound by that. And it's very difficult for us to exist, like even to think outside of it. But we serve a God where time is not only irrelevant; it's something He's completely in control of. And so Jesus is really chill about this whole Lazarus being sick thing. And there's the other little thing where, like, him being dead doesn't have to be a permanent situation for Jesus, and Jesus knows that. So it's like He really can say, "I really love this guy." So I'm going to get around to it in a little bit, but Lazarus dies, and he tells his disciples, like, "Let's let's go, let's head back over, uh, let's head back over to to Bethany, and let's check in with him." And so the disciples, who are genuinely like me and you, they're worried about like getting stoned to death. Like this is a thing that's a genuine concern for them. Uh, the the disciples pipe back up, and they say. Uh, he says let's go to Judea again and they say Rabbi the Jews were just now seeking to stone you and now you want to go back there and Jesus in his way of never giving anyone a straight answer um, says are there not 12 hours in the day and you know the disciples well here we go again are there not 12 hours in the day if anyone walks in the day he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world but if anyone walks in the night he stumbles because the light is not in him Guys, did anyone think that was an answer to the question? <laughs> like, it's, 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 you know, it's one of the services in Arby's kind of thing. Like, the like, well, what, are, what are you doing here? Like, that that doesn't appear to be particularly relevant. We were asking, hey, you do remember that there's the angry Jews that want to throw rocks at us until we quit moving? Like, that's. Oh, and so he answers them about time, and uh, and he he goes to you know that, that 12 hours in the day, you got to walk where there's light. It's kind of a. a uh, a hebrew version of make hay while the sun shines um and after saying these things he said to them our friend lazarus has fallen asleep and he talks to them about this and just kind of breaks it to him oh yeah that guy that i love that, that i genuinely care about that we didn't do anything about for the last couple of days yeah he died which i completely knew was going to happen uh and and it happened i'm glad that we stayed around here because this <laughs> bless you uh this that wasn't one of jews was it no? okay uh so so we're still at zero. All right. Um, so, the, but he says, you know, we, we, we'll have to go back um, at some point. So we'll head back uh, and we'll take him with him. But but I, we're going back and we let all of this happen. I'm glad that we did it uh, so that you can, you know, basically know what I'm capable of. Like, y'all don't get it yet. You're not fully aware of what it means. Like, you need to understand what it means that I have authority over even death. Right. And that you've got to have you've got to have the awareness of that. And if Lazarus can be the, you know if Lazarus's sickness can be used in that direction, then hey, uh, we're good with that. Um, and so they they start heading back, uh, and and still they don't get it. So so Thomas the the twin or said at the end, um, so let's go also that we may die with him. I didn't finish seminary, but. I don't think he's even talking about dying with Lazarus. I I think they think this thing with Jesus is probably a one-way trip. Like, we stirred up the Jews. We haven't been gone very long. They're getting us when we go back. All right, get the band together, guys. We're heading back. This isn't going to go well. And they still don't get it, right? They they think this is going to be it, that that things are not, you know, have no idea what Jesus is, is capable of. This thing really seems hopeless. And so there's a real perspective problem there. Like, how does it work out that Jesus loves Lazarus? And and doesn't do anything and 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 we can get it with lazarus right but we've all asked for things right we've all we've all had something that we and i'm not talking about oh man god i just really want a new car i'm talking about like you've had a relative that's sick you know Or, or you've had something that like is is not even a selfish prayer uh and you really needed an answer and you really needed that answer to be a certain thing and it really wasn't and and you do believe that God loves you, but it but but if you're honest, it's hard to figure that out, you know, or or a situation that that is that has plagued you, and man, you want it to be better, man, you're trying, it just isn't, and you know that God can change it, but you can't figure out why there's a gap between God's ability and God's willingness to do something about it, okay. and, and you got this, and, and so I started thinking about these kind of perspective things, about like why is it that you know when something when someone does something when God does something you can't figure it out like your the reasonings don't make sense so I started thinking all right what are some things that are based completely in perspective that 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 we've said before right um and and so here are some statements that we've either said or heard that I think are based in perspective and because the person it's being said to lacks that perspective they don't understand them okay. so I had some fun with this um all right so statements based in perspective you understand all right do you really need to buy that (laughs) eat your veggies all right like like these are there's a ton of these start studying now uh any college students in here uh so uh are those really the people you need to be hanging out with um is that really a person you need to be dating should you be dating at all uh, some of these right, like, if, if you've ever been in a position where like you heard a statement and you, you, sometimes we understand this like you've, you've, you've heard a piece of wisdom uh, that you know is right but it's something you really don't want to put into practice like that's a perspective kind of statement uh, I, had a, I had a mentor at a, a particular time uh, in my life where I really did not want to be single that said hey look you got some stuff you need to figure out about yourself and for, until you figure that out you don't need to worry about anybody else and I knew two things about that statement. I knew he was right, and I knew I didn't want to listen to him. <laughs> right, like, but I, but like both of those things were, were, were true, but it was because, and it's why I had him as a mentor, because this person saw more about me a lot of times than I could see about myself, and he saw further down my road than I could. Uh, and he wa- his, his vis- vision wasn't as shaded. What about some statements we've made that lack perspective? Have you ever said something and then only realized later in life that it was wrong? So here's some that I've figured out now that I've had children, uh, or, or like once I got out of my parents' house, I had my own bills. Uh, when I'm on my own, I'm going to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, when I have kids, I'll dot, 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 or they'll never dot 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 like all these kind of things but like then you realize and all the parents like have children and sit there and they don't say anything because they don't have to they just said mm-hmm. <laughs> all right like we've said those statements and like you kind of realize later on that like you didn't have enough knowledge to speak intelligently about that thing you were saying uh or or what about this one's kind of this one kind of sucks worse i'll be happy once i you know and then like you get that thing and you realize oh my goodness that wasn't the reason i was unhappy so I got that thing, and I'm still not happy. This, how how is that possible? Like, I got I got that truck, and life still isn't that great. And I have to rethink my decision-making paradigm. So, there he goes, yeah, well, there you go. So, but 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 he goes, like Jesus has all these moments, but and those are all kind of silly. But if we think about the other thing of our perspective and the way that it that it changes our view with God, right? Like, so he says, I love Martha, I love Lazarus. I'm going to hang out a couple of days. All right, like Martha and Lazarus weren't there to hear him say it, but if they were, right, like if the messenger that gave the note, hey, the the, the person whom you love is, is ill, if the person came back, so, hey, did you deliver the message? Yeah. What did he say? Mm, I don't really know what to say. So he said, you know, uh, what? no, 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 what did he say? Um, he said, I love him. I'll, I'll stay here a couple of days. And just kind of like, you don't want to, how do you think Martha and Lazarus feel about that, right, like, they regret that bottle of ointment, you know, like, I don't know, and, and, and they say, they, but they say the, that Jesus is doing this, and, and for them, that's got a, like, it's got a sting a bit, right, yeah. like, how is it that, that, that his love can be true, and his doing nothing can be true, but, but for us, that we, we have moments like that, right, where, like, we feel that that God needs to be playing by our rules and our timelines and our expectations. And, and in some points, this, this hurts. And if you attach, like, if we can't get out of, our, out of our head on this, right? So if we attach the reality of God's love to Him doing what we want or need Him to do in, in like, our ambitions or our finances, and those can be easy to get rid of because it really doesn't actually matter. But what about what about a healing that you need, right? Like, those things can be really terrifying to deal with um so i tell you what let's pause real quick um miss amy and and pops have been back and forth uh a a great deal this week and they you know have run some more tests and he was in the hospital a lot of the week and you know really not a great situation but just right now can't get a straight answer about what's going on like what about those times right when like forget like you're not even at the point where you know what you want to be healed from yet. you can't get a straight answer from, from the medical people about about what's even going on. You're, you don't, you're just scared to death and you don't even know why. Okay. right Like can you can you figure out that, that God's love for you is bigger than that situation? you know let's, I tell you, let's pray over them real quick as I'm thinking about it. I just want to lift up pops and Amy to you and just we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love them that your love for them extended to the point that you willingly give up your life for them. We know that you are able to heal. And God, right now, I pray in that situation that you would give a a grace and a comfort and a peace that that transcends their circumstances. I pray that you would work uh, in ways that that you know how um, to be their healer and to take them in your hands um, and right now take the anxiety of not knowing the way and the fear that comes with confusion um, just be God over their situation and we pray in your name amen, amen. So, um, but on those situations they're like man how do you that's tough to be in that situation and to, to hold on to the fact that God loves you how's that? how's that work out or the relationships man you just really you know <laughs> you want things to be easy and they're really not and, and you pray and you want to do the right thing and for some of those, they like, if we tie if we tie God's actions to our expectations on those, what happens when that thing that we thought was the plan wasn't the plan? Well, now, now we don't believe that God's doing what God said he would do, right? You, you, you some bitterness starts to, to get in. Like, think about if, if you believe, you know, if you buy into the, you know, I feel like we harp on them every week, but hey, you know, they're still spouting all their nonsense. Uh, if, if you believe all the prosperity gospel stuff, all right, so you, you do the thing and you give the money and you get the prayer cloth or whatever else they're selling that week and and you you do what you said you need to do and then you're still not rich, you know? Like I guess God was a lie, right? Well, like if you buy into if that if that's the the perspective that you see out of, well, I can see um, where that would happen at some point. Like God's ability to do a thing does not it's not the same as a contract for that thing being done and the plan is bigger than what you have in front of you and so i think like at some point if god always is expected to act in a situation as i see fit then i'm demanding to serve a god that is no bigger no more intelligent and can see no further down the road than i see at that moment if it has to line up with what I think needs to happen in that moment, um, goodness, if I serve such a tiny God. I'm him, right? Like, and that's not, and that's not what we want. Like, if if we serve a God that's capable of redeeming the world, redeeming broken people through other broken people, and that's a plan that's bigger than me. That's a plan that has wisdom that's bigger than mine that sees further down the road than mine does right and so jesus in this moment here it's a crisis for the people that are in the middle of it and jesus kind of is calmly there saying guys we're going to hang out here for a couple days because what's going on here is bigger than the sickness all right what's going on here yeah the the lessons we got to teach here are bigger they're going to last longer than what's going on here and and i'll tell you the other thing that he knows is none of this is is permanent because here Spoiler alert, if you're hanging on the edge of your seat for where this goes the next couple of weeks, he raises Lazarus from the dead. Spoiler alert, if you follow Lazarus for the rest of his life, he dies again. And he stays dead that time. <laughs> right? Like like this thing, and, and so in these moments here, like he, he sees further down the road, and it's bigger than what's going on right here with Lazarus or with Martha. And it's bigger than the fears that his disciples have. And all of this is weaving together into a plan that they didn't see and I think that, that we've gotta be willing to to submit and do the same thing. And so for, for our lives, if we're talking about um, if we're talking about being faithful and kind of maintaining something like you know, something like faith when we're serving a God that sometimes the love that He has for us doesn't feel very loving, right? Like doesn't match up with what we want. Are we willing to understand that God his ways are, are higher than ours. His wisdom is so much higher than ours. And his plans, he's further down the road than ours does. And I think that if we look, like in our own lives, we can see it, right? It's like, anybody in here have toddlers? My four-year-old last night pitched a fit, like, you know, like picking him off, flailing limbs and all that. You know what set him off? I told him he couldn't color on himself with a marker. <laughs> right? And for him, his world was coming apart, and I needed to solve this because he's getting to the age where, like, if he lands a punch, it's going to hurt. You know, and he's just kind of, he's really losing it because he can't see, like, and it's not a, you know, I don't have a great plan. I have, My plan was him going to bed without looking like a Jackson Pollock painting. But, like, like, I, like he couldn't understand that that was not what we needed to do. I don't want to react that way to my God. You know, like, if I want the plan to be a certain thing, but that's not God's plan for me, how do I pray I have the wisdom to just understand that maybe I don't need to color on myself with a marker, you know? And I I, I don't mean to make light of it, but in the grand scheme of God's plan, maybe our momentary concerns really are that small, you know? Um, Let's pray. God, this morning, I just thank you